1: back to the Blue Jays Today Show, where today, guys, we got basically the same stuff we have like we usually are talking about on the Blue Jays Today Show, which is who the hell are the Blue Jays going to sign this time, what has kind of changed and transpired in last week, and also looking at some former Blue Jays that actually, maybe... Might be coming back to the Blue Jays if the deal is right. We're going to get into it all and more. I'm your host, Adam Paddle,
0: And I'm your host, Nicholas Playalong. And it is kind of the same book as we've been talking about, folks. The Blue Jays are in on somebody, they miss out on somebody. That happened again this week. We're hoping that that is going to be the last time that this happens this offseason, because if it happens anymore this offseason, then there is going to be no one left to miss out on, and you're just going to be full shit out of luck. So we are really hoping that that's going to be the last time that we feel that pain. Before we get into it, folks, quick shout out to all of you guys watching, 67 people in here right now. Please, if you haven't already done so, hit the like, smash the subscribe button. Comment your thoughts down below. Also participate in the poll that I have going yes. on right here. I just posted that. We're gonna touch. Uh, we're gonna touch on that at the end of this live stream. Currently, a lot of people are thinking that eighty-eight to ninety-four wins is where the Toronto Blue Jays are going to sit. So. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little yeah. bit later, dude. Yeah,
1: and if you guys are listening on our uh, audio podcast, guys, make sure to add us. Add us on Twitter, add us on Instagram, whatever you guys have, and tell us how many wins you think the Blue Jays are going to be getting this year.
0: So let's talk about the first name here, which is going to be Jock Peterson. And this is a player who, I would argue, like a week, a week and a half ago, uh, it felt like for sure he was going to be a Toronto Blue Jay. Now, it wasn't the same levels of hype that you had around Shohei Otani or Cody Bellinger or any of those guys. Uh But everyone on Twitter was was effectively tweeting stuff out like, Jock Peterson, you are a Toronto Blue Jay (laughs) Because all of it made sense, right? You're looking for that veteran bat. You're looking for a guy to come in to fill that DH outfield role. You're looking for a little bit of pop. You're looking for some slug. You're looking for the lefty. Mm -hmm. right? You're looking for all of these things. Jock Peterson checked all of those boxes. And you also got reports coming out from analysts saying, Blue Jays are in on him. Blue Jays are talking to him. Blue Jays want to get this guy... Spoiler alert! Blue Jays mm. did not
1: get this guy. No, it goes over to the Diamondbacks, stealing another one of our favorite players away from us. The guy who never was a Blue Jay, uh, but hopefully in our and in, in our minds, honestly, was kind of a Blue Jay. I personally was tweeting a lot, saying I really love this guy. Top four, like favorite bats left for the Blue Jays, and like power ranked them. I had JD Martinez number one, mm. then I had Jock Peterson number two, Solaire number three. Now I know a lot of you guys on Twitter, and I think the majority, just from my perspective want Solaire over all those guys right a week ago when they mm-hmm. when all of them were free agents and I, I had to disagree because when you look at Solaire's numbers and you look at Jock Peterson's numbers yeah Solaire's got the big pop with the bat the big home run potential but again Peterson being the lefty yeah he's not good defensively but I mean is Solaire really that good defensively either so for me it just felt like well if you're going to get a guy with a similar OPS you might as well put him on the left side of the plate. That's why I had him number two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for me, it was a big loss. It was a big, big loss. But I got to give, I guess, somewhat somewhat credit to Ross Atkins in the front office for going out and actually trying. Because apparently Buster oh, Olden. I,
0: I, I disagree hard with you on that one. But keep going. Keep okay, going.
1: okay, I was going to say, got to give him credit because apparently they went hard. They went hard. Or Jock Peterson. Now, why do why you disagree? Because they didn't actually get it done?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, sure. How many times are we going to give them credit for going hard, right? Well, that's what, the what, thing. Does that, what does that even mean? Exactly.
1: What does that mean? Does that mean they offered up, like, everything to this guy? And then he just said, nah, I'm not going. Well, I promise you, know you, what you what that mean? didn't
0: happen. Because if they offered up everything to this guy, he's co- I mean, You're- I assume Jock Peterson's not a complete fool. So if they offered up Here, everything to this guy, he's coming.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jock Peterson, like... You know when we talked about Otani about geography that didn't matter for him. For Jock Peterson, where has he spent most of his career? Right, he spent it out west, mm-hmm. right, with with San Fran, with the Dodgers, and now he's with Arizona. He's still out west. So for me, if even if there was a little bit of a, a competitive pay offer, I feel like this dude would be like, ah, eh, well. Maybe if it's a little bit less, it's $12.5 million that I'm signing for. I think Jays would absolutely smash that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would be like, yeah, well, I'm going to go play with Arizona. i actually went to the World Series and is similar area to where I'm used to. You know what I mean? I understand. That's, that's my thing.
0: I understand what you're saying.
1: I, get, I hear where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But
0: at the same point, I, I watch the Toronto Blue Jays, and I watch Espinal go hard. <laughs> Is that enough for me to say <laughs> that, you know what, well done, Espinal, good work, buddy, good work. You you did your best, you went hard, stay on the team. No, I mean, like there comes an element, there comes a, a, a part of it where, yes, you do need to go hard, yes, you do need to give your best effort, and that's always going to be respected, but that's also expected of you, and at some point, you got to get the job done. So if it's not going to be mm. Jock Peterson, it's not going to be Hotani, and it's not going to be Cody Ballinger— I understand that you went out and you got IKF and you got Yuriel Rodriguez. I like Yuriel Rodriguez. But if it's not going to be any of those guys, sure, you can go hard, but we do need to get the job done one of these times.
1: I I agree with you, and I will will come over to your side if the job isn't done, because there's still guys out there. That's the thing. There's Mm -hmm. still J.D. Martinez. There's still Soler. There's still Justin Turner. Hell, there's even still Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman. I don't think we're close on those guys, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But there's still guys out there, so if If they offered something, I really think, and I'm I'm just speaking on my ass based on what I'm assuming, that the $12.5 million down in Arizona, uh, we were probably competing in more money than that that's my guess because you got taxes you know you got to compete getting a moving all the way across the continent right to come up play for toronto go to a new country so i assume it's probably more money but in order to get the job done to get peterson you probably had to offer even more so for me it felt like well if we're gonna offer that much money we might as well get someone like a solaire that might be a little bit more or maybe even a martinez like maybe someone a little bit more favorable and they kind of let him go if you know,
0: they go out and do that it. If that was the right? case. Again, like this is assuming that the Toronto Blue Jays are gonna go out and they are gonna finish the job with this. But I guess I'm just having a hard point or a hard time here looking at this entire offseason as a whole and and, and actually convincing myself that they are going to go and do it. Because mm-hmm. right now, uh they are the odds on favorite to sign Jorge Soler. That is what is being talked about right now. The the Toronto Blue Jays mm-hmm. are, are considered to be heavy favorites right here. I mean, you had John Heyman come out and you said it. You had multiple other analysts come out and say it, mm-hmm. that, that Jorge Soler is going to be the guy, but that's what they said about Jock Peterson
1: literally
2: a that's week what ago. what they said about Otani. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, so
0: it, it, like, yes, I, I transitioned, and I am totally okay if Jorge Soler is going to be that guy. I, too, probably would have preferred Jock Peterson, but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what? I'm not going to be picky here. I'm totally cool <laughs> with Jorge Soler, but I don't know how I can actively buy into that when we are going hard mm-hmm. for these guys and still not getting it done. So if if we're not mm-hmm. getting it done with these other like what's going to be different about him? That's that actual about that's Solaire? an actual question. Yeah. yeah. What is going to be different about him
1: the, if we can't get that? The only thing I could offer is like, well, I mean, there will be less competition. There will be less competition. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really say. The more guys leave, and it's shitty because we're going to get the leftovers, and a lot of y'all have been saying, like, yeah, geez, they're going to get the run of the litter. They're going to get the leftovers, the unwanted players, right? And that's kind of what it's looking like this offseason. We got kind of the leftover, not to discredit Yariel Rodriguez, but we got kind of the leftover, you know, international free agent signing, the last guy on the board. You know what I mean? We literally got the bottom of the barrel in IKF. We got him a little bit early, but I would have imagined if no one else picked up on him, he probably would have gone later too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're kind of getting the bottom of the barrel and I, why is that happening? Fuck, ah, your good. Your guess is as good as mine, bro.
0: I I just I am having a, a difficult time convincing myself that Solaire is going to be different when I hear that we're going hard. Because actually, I think I would have preferred that we were we were going soft. If you were ever going to say that, if they were just kind of doing it, because right. at least then I could tell myself, okay, we didn't give a hundred percent on on jo- Jock Peterson because we were saving up. To get Jorge Soler, right now we're gonna right. give 100%. Now we're gonna get so, it done. So, what do you
1: think the term "going hard" for Jock Peterson was? Like, what do you imagine that would that be? I think that
0: they were in it to the end. I, I, I think again they were they were one of the finalists. Mm-hmm. They were talking with him, uh, you know, right up until the end, and inevitably he ended up going to Arizona.
1: Right, that I think I truly believe that yeah. that's what happened. Because there could be a like, look. As much as we think that we, you know, GMs have a lot of control. At the end of the day, you can't control where Jock Peterson wants to play baseball. Totally, you know what I mean? Of course not.
0: Uh, of course, he can't do that. And I, I fully understand that he's his own guy and hell. If I had to choose between the team that went to the World Series last year mm-hmm. or the team that has not won a
1: playoff game. The team that <laughs> traded away some of their best players over to that team and mm-hmm. then, then they signed back with that team and they're yeah. going to have a running back of the very same squad. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I, would do I, that. I
0: totally understand it from Jock Peterson's perspective. But again, we do need to play within the confines of who we are, where we're located, mm-hmm. what we've done in the past our budget, and at some point or another, you're going to have to find a way to convince one of these guys to say yes. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that you're doing right now is good enough to get to that final conversation But we're not we're not pushing it across the line here. You yeah. know, and, and eventually during this offseason, we gotta move the needle across the
2: line.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna be tough because I mean there's still like I said, like, oh maybe there's some less competition, maybe that gives me a little more confidence that they're gonna get some deal done. But there's still the Boston Red Sox in the mix. Uh, right? Yeah, 100 percent a- Any team in the in in the world would want JD Martinez, any any team that wants a DH would get JD Martinez. And, yeah, it's good between us and the Boston Red Sox. I think so so that's the fact that it's between us and another East Coast team gives me a little bit more confidence because when you have Arizona, great, you know, uh, warm state Mm -hmm. out west, Mm -hmm. you know, great, great culture. And then you go over to Canada, and if I'm, you know, thinking if I play my whole life out west, I'm like, damn, like, ah, that's a far change whereas if you're between Boston and Toronto there's not much difference geographically speaking right. I so will there could al- be a bit of a, a bit of an equal in that competition I will
0: also say too Jorge Soler uh you know for instance for him he's been around the block he's been mm-hmm. to a lot of different teams right he's played on a yes, lot of different Miami. squads. yeah yep. you know so i mean maybe the fact that he has moved around so much mm-hmm. maybe geography is not as big of a factor for right. him that could be an element right yep. so i'm just trying to find ways right now to talk myself into believing that this is going to be a different story than what we've had. Because I Mm -hmm. love all of the news reports that come out and say that the Toronto Blue Jays are the guys right now. And John Heyman coming out and saying that we're the dudes. And the fact that Arizona is out of the race, and the fact that Seattle is out of the race, and the fact that it really does look like it's coming down between us and between the Boston Red Sox. That makes me feel good. But what's <laughs> what is gonna push it over the line? Maybe the dude, fact that he's
1: played everywhere. Dude, I, I think you here's the here's the reality. I think you need the player to just believe in the Toronto Blue Jays. What's been the difference between this offseason and the last few offseasons? There was hype around the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. There was hope. Oh, they got these young guys, they're they're right there. They got all the pieces. What what the hell? They had the pieces last year. And you didn't do anything better than you did the previous season. So I think, personally, I think some of these players, when they're deciding, like, okay, they got all these factors, geography, money, all these different things coming down into play. There's also the winning culture.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the
1: winning culture is starting to slip away. And you have big-name free agents who, they have all the money in the world. They can go and choose wherever they want to go and play. But then they also want to win. Maybe that isn't a fact. Maybe that's pl- uh, being a negative towards the Blue Jays, how they performed the last couple of years.
0: I do hear you right there. And I think there's a lot of truth to that, right? And when you're just comparing apples to apples here, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Toronto Blue Jays, I mean, Arizona, they're in a tough division too. You know, they got, yeah, they got yeah. a juggernaut in that division. So they're going to have a tough team to deal with. So do the Toronto Blue Jays. But when you look at those two squads, one of them was capable of doing it in the
1: playoffs and one yep. of them wasn't right and, and one of them's looking much younger mm-hmm. entering their prime yeah they entered their prime in their first year and they went to the world series how the upside that's
0: true incredible yeah. and i mean when you when you're when you do that <laughs> and you go into these meetings with these free agents uh, that's your argument your argument mm. is well you're gonna be the guy that's gonna make us win those additional games in the world series uh, and we're coming home with a ring yeah right yeah, whereas yeah. when you're the toronto blue jays uh, Your argument is, well, you're the guy that's going to make us score a run in the wild card series (laughs) and maybe not get swept. Yep. yep. Right? Look, I I I feel like I'm getting real down on the Blue Jays right here, but it is just extremely frustrating when you go from player to player to player and you're losing out to all these other teams. And I do think that that hype has something to do with it. L.A. Dodgers, of course. They're well, gonna have course. more hype than the Toronto.
1: Yeah, and they're gonna have more. And they too. won a lot of games last year, and yeah. they're always gonna be in the mix. I mean, the last decade, they've been in the, the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. You know, so of course, of course, you're gonna have the hype around there. So, with that all being said, uh, a couple fun questions. Maybe some of you guys can answer it in the chat. Uh, who are we signing? What's your updated prediction right now? Are you thinking it's gonna be Solar? You think it's gonna be someone different? What do you think?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, look. Um, at this
0: point of the game, uh, I'm I'm gonna hope that it's gonna be. Jorge Soler. I mean, I hope that it's going to be J.D. Martinez, uh, but realistically, if somebody came to you and said, "Well, are the Toronto Blue Jays going to going to sign Jorge Soler, J.D. Martinez, or are they, you know, Matt Chapman, Cody Bellinger, or they're not going to sign any of them?" Yeah. What does that line look like from from a betting standpoint? What does that look like, right? Yeah. You know, when you're looking at history right now, when you watch a team go 0 and 1, 0 and 2, 0 and 3, 0 and 4. To then assume that hey, they're going to go keep one betting, and four. Keep betting. We got to hope they're going to hit
1: eventually. That's, you know? what it, that's so you're literally what this is. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. That's
0: literally what this comes down to. So I fully understand the fact that, okay, there's uh, less competition, which means that the Toronto Blue Jays like should be in a more favorable spot, which is totally true. But it's difficult to say that, yeah, like they're absolutely going to get any of these dudes at this point Mm -hmm. just based on what we've seen. So I'm going to hope and I'm going to tweet out and I'm going to pray and I'm going to make videos on the fact that they might maybe one day get Jorge Soler and J.D. Martinez and Cody Bellinger and Matt Chabin and one of those players and that would be great for this team and they're going to bring some thumb to the line. They're going to bat fourth on this team. They're going to bat fifth on this team. It's going to be great. I don't know if I can actually truly believe it anymore when we're going hard in the paint for Jock Peterson Mm -hmm. and we're not getting it done.
1: Yeah, most likely at this point, it's Jorge Soler. You're seeing it literally everywhere from literally every MLB analyst. But why hasn't it been done yet? Why hasn't it been done yet? What are we waiting for? Is there more competition? Is there more conversations happening? If we don't get Jorge Soler, it's a failure. I really don't think you really get anybody else. Because, I mean, I love J.D. Martinez. I don't I don't know if he's going to – I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a right fit. We haven't been around that conversation too often in this offseason I mean, Justin Turner is cool and all. We're going to bring him up soon in this video. It's cool and all, mm-hmm. but again, you bring an IKF. That doesn't feel right either. You're not getting Cody Bellinger. You're not getting Matt Chapman. Those are very, like, far distant conversations. If you don't get Jorge Soler... You don't get anybody, in my opinion.
0: It's very possible, dude. Guys, let us know in the comments down below. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays going to get one of these guys, or mm-hmm. are they not? That is the point that we're at in this mm-hmm. off season. A week ago, I would have said Jock Peterson for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know. Quick shout-out to the sponsor of this video. Whoa, time for your daily Betway breather. A quick reminder that the best place to bet is on Betway. Must be 19 years of age or older to play. In collaboration with iGaming Ontario, please bet responsibly. Now, back to the content.
1: Shout out and thank you to Betway. If you guys are sports bettors, make sure you check out Betway. Uh, I saw one of you guys' comments in here. Nick's looking up right now. John Morosi tweeting about 40 minutes ago okay all right this is some breaking news (laughs) the
0: pot again folks we didn't intend to talk about this but you bet that we're gonna uh john morosi came out 42 minutes ago now and he said just likes to stir the pot oh you know he Um, loves it the blue jays have i love this word because what does this mean what, is at, you know, yep, like, what does this, you know, what does this actually mean? Yep, the same. Blue Jays have sincere interest. Oh, that's you know? a new word. Yeah, that's a new word. It's sincere.
1: Like, oh, we really want. What
0: a way to describe. Like we're at that point in the off season, you know, because like he said it so many different ways, but we're at this point in the <laughs> off where it's like now we got to make it. It's really sincere. It's truthful this time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sincere <laughs> interest in free agents J.D. Martinez and Justin Turner whom Bobochette mentioned in a recent Fan 590 interview. Martinez, 880 OPS, Turner, 766. Uh, both produced against right-handed pitchers last year, which overrides Blue Jays' slight preference to add left-handed hitters. Hey, I
1: mean, I'll take that back that comment of the Blue Jays apparently have not been showing interest in J.D. Martinez because that kind of dispels it there. But also, what the hell does that mean? Sincere interest. Oh, hey, 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 J.D. Look, we, we really, really appreciate this conversation. You know, it would mean the world. Genuinely mean the world for you to come over to Toronto and help us out. Yeah, we really think that would be really special. For real, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, please, like, don't hurt our feelings. You know, like, w- <laughs> what's going what on here, man? This, like, bro? what? Like, seriously, though. But I, I mean, I, I think no. that there's truth to what he's saying. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah, I yeah. do actually believe yeah. that the Toronto Blue Jays have interest in JD Martinez and have interest in Justin Turner. I think that he's putting the word sincere there to make it seem like it's news, like we didn't yeah. already know this, Uh because we knew this. The, the big problem here is that whether or not they're actually going to cross the finish line. Because mm-hmm. they've had sincere interest in Peterson and Otani and, and Bellinger and you yeah. name it. They've had, yeah. they've had sincere interest. I promise you, it was never insincere. They just went, again, <laughs> hard in the paint for Jock Peterson. That's what happened there. That, so that one, that must have been sincere. Uh, um, I'm just
1: trying to picture an insincere conversation with yeah, T.D. Martinez about playing for us. Is that even a word? Is insincere, insincere a word? Insincere? Like... I don't know. Rude? Uh non-genuine? You know what I mean? Like what like, with with J.D. Martinez? Hey man, come over here but like you if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> just... <laughs> like
0: what the hell? <laughs> no. So, okay, realistically guys, John Rose stirring the pot a little bit. We already knew it was transpiring here. They do like Martinez, they do like Justin Turner. I like both of them. Uh, I like dude, both dude. of them. We don't know whether or not they're actually going to acquire these guys because like we said they just have not been coming up with hits so far this offseason. Speaking of Justin Turner, mm-hmm. though, uh, his decision <laughs> he is, is supposed to be coming soon. Now, again, this John Morosi here—I feel like Bye. whenever, whenever you're you're uh, you're qu- quoting John Morosi at this point, you just need to qualify and just say this was the plane guy, right? So that that needs to be yep. said. Uh, but he did come out and say that Justin Turner's free agent decision is increasingly likely to occur this week. Uh his market is helped by the fact that multiple large market teams, Giants, Mets, Blue Jays, Cubs mm-hmm. are looking to add an impact corner infielder. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner mm-hmm. has been a player that we've been interested in for a while. Mm-hmm. We like him, he's a veteran. Um thoughts on him yeah. making his decision very soon.
1: I'll pull up his stats. I mean, thoughts on uh, his decision coming very soon is about- Time. time like right? let's go. like time. i think that's gonna be all my thoughts whenever a player makes a decision but look i mean we talked about him before we've talked about him here and there mm. but he's always felt like the lower of the totem pole needs for the toronto blue jays um but when you really circle back to it damn like this guy can be that nice band-aid solution there for third base i mean ikf was kind of that role so getting him in turner feels Really weird, like there has to be a trade coming soon if if that was to happen, but I will never say no to this guy, Justin Turner, who last year for the Boston Red Sox had an OPS of 800. He's going to do his job, man. He's going to show up every day, be that veteran presence. That's the reason why Bobichette talked about him in that Blair and Barker interview, Mm -hmm. because he literally knows him and playing against him in Boston. Obviously, there's conversations and talks going around. Even if you didn't talk to him directly, you watch guys in your division, how they prepare and how they do their work. You see them on the field. You might have comments there. You know what kind of impact they do. You know when a guy puts up an impact kind of at-bat every single day and that's exactly what he does he fights every single at bat so give me that 276 batting average with an 800 ops and how drives in 96 runs at age 38 yeah i talk about jd martinez driving in runs this dude drove in 96
0: that was actually a career high for him that's a
1: career high at 38 wow. screw age i just watched Moneyball the last night screw age it doesn't matter those numbers is all that matters Age ain't a factor. I I want Justin Turner. What about you? What yeah, you of
0: course I want Justin Turner. Dude. I mean, we've talked about him time and time again, being a guy that just continues to do it. Um, do you think that there is more likely to be a trade if they bring in Justin Turner over J.D. Martinez or Jorge Soler? Yeah, yeah, because of, of, the of the third infielder. base positioning.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll look at your depth charts now. Because I think you look at you look at third base specifically. In this situation where you do bring in Justin Turner, you'd have Justin Turner. Then you could argue yeah, IKF is right there. Uh, You could also have Biggio and Schneider right there and Espinal. That's five guys right. on the depth chart for third. And they look over at second. Justin Turner wouldn't be here. But you got to imagine some of those lower guys are going to move up on that second base depth yeah, chart. Yeah, like, yeah. It'll be Biggio. It'll, it'll be will Schneider. Schneider it'll be Espinal. So for me, Espinal is fifth. And also you could probably say IKF could play a little bit of second base too. So maybe IKF's in there. But Espinal would essentially be 5th and 4th if you're he's, putting on... He's last on the totem pole He's last both on both. Position, yeah. He's never going to see a That bat mm-hmm. And it's not like his bat's going to be warranting him to get in the lineup at all. It, it's his defensive position. Like, if you don't set him down, which I think is the worst decision, because now you're just... You play this guy in arbitration year... And he's going to, what, be in the minors for you? And and you're going to burn his options? Like, that doesn't make any sense. This guy provides value for any other team out there. Maybe a rebuilding team looking for a second baseman, a couple years left. He provides a little bit of value for your club. I think you've got to trade that guy. And I really point him out. Could be Bejo, could be Schneider, you never know. But I really point him out just because of where he is on the depth chart.
0: Well, I'm starting to wonder about, you know, whether there's just going to be a trade in general if they manage to bring one of these dudes in. Because, yes, like, they're not necessarily going to be at that third base bag. And I do think that there is more reason to move on from somebody with you if you bring in Justin Turner. But then you're, you're missing out on a spot in the lineup. And I think that Jorge Soler or J.D. Martinez or mm-hmm. whichever, whichever guy you're talking about, they're going to command a spot in that lineup every single day yep, and, yep, and yep. I, i'm also just finding it hard to see how santiago espinal barring like significant injuries on the toronto blue jays uh, is going to find his way into that lineup there's, there's not going to be any dh spot for him no. ever no. so the only time that he's ever going to do it is if he's going to be playing second base or third base dude. and it, it just doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole lot of opportunities for that dude i
1: i kind of broke down um espinal's role a few weeks ago in a video room because essentially you're always going to want to have that like um it was a great example ernie clement spot in the lineup right you want to have that um you know he- Heineman coming up like the guys that are going to be coming up through triple A players that can rotate back and right. forth you know? exactly and essentially what you're doing is if you bring in another bat like an impact bat that's going to play espinal becomes that role you you're going to you're going to tell me you start sending espinal down to the minor leagues and, and burning his options what does that do? That ruins his entire value. Totally. You, you you get rid of all his options, he's literally worth nothing, and you're paying like a few million dollars to this guy because of his arbitration years. He would serve so much value to the Toronto Blue Jays organization if he was sent over in another direction and brought back a package.
0: Yeah, and it just feels like those type of... Like that... That role needs to be reserved for a young guy. Like and that can't. That role can't be a dude who's been in the major leagues for a few years and and now he's gonna start doing that.
1: Yeah. For me, it's got to be a guy who you're willing to burn their contract. Yeah. Because you don't want to do it to Barger. No. You don't want to no. do it to Elvis Martinez. You want to burn that options uh, with someone like a. No offense, Otto Lopez. Love him, good Canadian guy. But like Otto Lopez, like he's been on the fringe for years the time starting to, you know clock starting to tick for him a little yeah. bit like maybe maybe that's his role with the organization maybe you're okay with committing to that because he's not really a top prospect for us anymore
0: yeah i, I just feel like if you're going to bring in one of these guys like you, you we're just never we're literally never going to see Santiago Espinal and i'd actually even be okay if it wasn't going to be him that gets moved cuz i still like Santiago Espinal yeah, as sure. a player right so like we're just singling him out because it does feel like he would be the guy but even if they did want to move on from Biggio or they did want to move on from, from Schneider or, or any, you name the one, mm-hmm. someone, if they did want to move on from him, I would understand just because there is such a logjam and it just gives other players an opportunity to be able to get in here and be able to get regular reps and... I just feel like that's never going to happen for at least one of those guys in that mix.
1: Yeah, it, it is what like it basically is. Basically, whoever
0: but, starts mm-hmm. slow at the beginning of this year, right, right, you're not going to see that guy anymore because <laughs> like then the other guys are going to take over and
1: that's going to be their job moving forward. And here's the problem. Look, I'm all for competition within the 26-man roster, but you've got to be able to have them get a space to compete. Yeah. If you're a three, three, four, five guy who's competing for one spot in the lineup... Man, that is just not going to be good because it's it starts to become counterintuitive because mm-hmm. now now you're not seeing regular live pitching every single day now you're now you're not up to speed. I mean, the the moment David Schneider started to slump, what happened? Well, he went back on the bench. Then he's trying to get back in the lineup. That's tough. That's mm-hmm. why he hit like 146 in September. I mean, granted, there could be some adjustments that were made to him, but as soon as he started struggling with all those guys in that depth spot with Whit Mer- Merrifield Mer- Mer- there last year too. He, he lost his playing time, and yeah. look what happened. So it actually is kind of counterintuitive. I think you got to stick with like two guys out of position. I'm cool with that kind of competition if they're if they're both you know if they're both like kind well, of equal, dude. And you know? if they
0: both suck, screw it. Bring up the prospects. Sure, we exactly. got them. We got them at every position. Sure, basically, like, exactly. If literally David Schneider and Kevin Biggio were both bad at baseball this year. I know a guy who's pretty damn good. His name's Addison Barger. Shout out to Addison Barger, yes. who's literally going to be coming onto the show tomorrow. It was pre-recorded. We recorded it a few days ago. We're going to be releasing that tomorrow morning, everybody. So 10 a.m., Addison Barger, top Toronto Blue Jays prospect. We mm-hmm. get the lowdown with him. I saw an interesting uh, question in the chat here saying, yeah. would you rather have IKF for $8 million and Solaire for 15 million or $23 million? for bellinger 15 and 8 uh do become 23 oh, okay. so it's like would you rather pay those guys the exact same that you pay for bellinger in one year but you know you get two guys or, or you just get cody Bellinger for 23 i mean million?
1: for me it's obvious it's cody bellinger because i still disagree with the ikf signing because of so much literally what we're saying we have four guys waiting mm-hmm. in that depth mm-hmm. spot for third base Bring in an IKF, you, you can play, I know they want to play him more, mm-hmm. but I really do, do think he deserves like a third of the playing time compared to like looking at his numbers and what he does defensively. He really doesn't deserve that much playing time. The only reason why he deserves that playing time is because he can pay the money. So what screw they, paying the money and give it to Cody Ballinger.
0: What realistically do you think, um, I mean, we can pull up his stats too mm-hmm. if you if you need to yeah. reference. Guy probably need to reference as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what realistically do you think his slash line is going to look like this year? Yeah, I Isaiah Canafravel. Kind of like, what, yeah. what? What is a? Like, a we're look. being completely real because I know that there's. We're having a little bit of hate on him just because mm-hmm. we don't understand the signing, right? But like, let's play devil's advocate here. Yeah, like, yeah. What, there could also be a ceiling. You know, I remember when we sure. signed. Yeah. I remember when we signed Marcus Simeon. We were looking at his last year and going, "Oh, like he wasn't very good last year. He came to the Toronto Blue Jays, incredible."
1: Right. right. So, I mean, he also had some MVP potential, yeah, like yeah. in years, in years right.
0: prior. I'm just saying, you know, like let's sure. let's, play down, let's look at all of the all of the stuff here, right? Yep. Like, what's yep. a realistic expectation? You guys can play along too. What's a realistic thing for Isaiah Connor for We're gonna have this guy for two years. Yeah. He's gonna play yeah. a major role if we're if we're believing what Ross Atkins has to say. He's gonna have a lot of reps at third.
1: Mm-hmm. What are we mm-hmm. gonna expect? All right, well, looking at just his baseball reference, I'm playing with his baseball savant here because maybe there's some hidden advanced statistics of some expected numbers that we're just not seeing. It's mm-hmm. going to load up for a bit, but let's look at his uh, first uh, six years in the big leagues. His best year was in 2020, COVID year, mm-hmm. um, hit 699 OPS. His batting average is around the 261 for his career. Last year, he dipped underneath all those... Numbers, yeah, he hit underneath an all-batting average on-base slugging OPS. Uh ah, his OPS plus is 81. Honestly, a year like his career numbers of 261 batting average, on-base of 314, OPS of 660, maybe he gets lucky and pops, like, Five or six home runs. Mm -hmm. I mean, looking over at his baseball reference. Five or six. (laughs) Five (laughs) or six, yeah. Literally, dude. I mean, look at expected slugging in the low percentile. Hey, he's good at not striking out, but really good at not striking out in 2022. But again, like... But he also doesn't walk. He doesn't doesn't walk, though. Like, okay, cool. You can... I think I remember saying this when we first signed him. You can foul off pitches all day until your bat breaks, but got to put it in play yeah, eventually eventually
0: we got to get somewhere here, and, you know? and hey um, look
1: to his credit expected batting average i is pretty high i could see him maybe at his ceiling doing his you know doing like a 270 maybe 275 you know batting average but in the end of the day you're still going to be hitting in the ops like around like high 600 so mm-hmm. i mean what's the difference between that and an Espinol? well
0: Biggio, re- realistically you know? i if i'm being honest i I think that Santiago Espinal has a higher ceiling. Oh, yeah. For sure. And that's why Absolutely. I, that's why I've never understood the signing because yes. I do think that when you look at Santiago Espinal's numbers, there's been stretches and periods of time, even an entire season before, mm-hmm. where, like, he was, an he was pretty good at baseball. He
1: was an all star. Yeah, yeah. You know, what? like, he
0: was pretty good at baseball for a time period. Not saying that that's what he's going to continue to do, but I don't know if Isaiah Connor Faleta has, like, Ever been really good at baseball? Yes, he has a Gold Glove, which is great, and I'm all about it. But Santiago Espinal has been pretty good at defense too. Yeah, I'm just you know like I think realistically, what you can expect from him is what he has done, and I would be thoroughly would love to be totally wrong about this if he comes in and he can even give like a low 700 OPS. Oh my, I would feel
1: great if he cracks 700 OPS. It's a win. It's a win because that's what I'm expecting Espinal to do. So it's a win. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it because, I mean, look, you're you're going to pay Espinal less money. You're going to have him, I think, for about the same amount of time, if not maybe more. I could be, I think it's just the same amount of time, two years. Uh, You're going to pay him less money. He's going to give you maybe a little bit more on the projection and give you the roughly maybe competitive defense. Maybe Isaiah kind of left, I'll give him some credit, maybe he has better defense. but. For what? For a difference of how much war? Mm. Not that much. I mean, what what was his war last year? That's another thing I want to look at, too. What was his war? He had a war of Uh, (laughs) 0.1. A war of 0.1 in 113 games. You know what? I I don't know Espinall's war, but... Wow, dude. I just took in... He's got
0: 26 homers on his career in six seasons.
1: Yeah. He doesn't hit home runs. And Espinall in i think less playing time yeah yeah 93 point games point, yeah. had a war of 0.5 yeah so what the hell are we doing <laughs> that's why it makes no sense
0: bro. yeah no it's never it's never really um it's never it's never really, made sense really like, really like really i
1: know we want to convince ourselves and again i'm down for being wrong like nick's saying yeah, yeah, yeah. i just would never spend 15 million dollars yeah this. i'm sorry I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, well, I'm convinced as well. Uh, going, cycling back to that question, I also take Ballinger because, yeah, now again, like looking at this again, uh, it's tough. It's tough, folks. It it's tough. makes sense. Uh, let's talk about Hunjin Ryu for a second, everybody. Hunjin Ryu, Toronto Blue, former Toronto Blue Jay, excuse me, came in at the end of last year. He played pretty well. I was mm-hmm. thinking that he was potentially going to stay in the MLB. Like, he'd earned himself. Mm-hmm. Another MLB contract. Uh, what's going on with jin Ryu?
1: Yeah, I mean, Hunjin Ryu, John, here he is again. Is, is this the only guy tweeting in the last, like, 24 hours? Feels apparently? that way. Feels yeah. that way. John Rossi saying, uh, free agent, lieutenant pitcher, Hunjin Ryu, uh, 36, is ramping up his throwing progression during offseason workouts in South Korea. There were some talks um, whether he was going to play another year in the MLB because he also mentioned he did want to go and retire in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it looks like potentially maybe he's progressing in a positive way for the MLB. Could be for South Korea too. Could be mm-hmm. for the KBO. You never know. He also mentions uh, the stats. He had a 3-46 ERA for the Blue Jays. Uh, any chance he comes back to MLB or or maybe even the Blue Jays? Like, what are, Have you thought about that at all? I mean, well, I've been kind of off.
0: I, I think that Hunjin Ryu should stay in the MLB because I think that he's earned himself at yeah. least – One, two, three, four million dollars. At least. What he did last year. I think that he's earned himself just a few more million bucks. And you know what, dude? While you still got it, you might as well squeeze it out. And then you can go retire rich. Right? So if I was him, I would get a one-year or two-year deal, lock it in, give myself a little bit extra cushion when Mm -hmm. it's time for retirement. I don't think it's going to be in the Toronto Blue Jays, though. They made it pretty clear what their pitching rotation is going to be if or or when they signed, Yariel Rodriguez, excuse me, that was your Hyunjin Ryu Mm -hmm. guy. That was the dude. And if they are going to be converting him to a starter, there's just simply no room at all. If Mm -hmm. you brought in Hyunjin Ryu, then immediately, I don't even make a video about Hyunjin Ryu coming back. My immediate immediate thought process is, where is Alec Manoa getting traded? Who is he going to? When's the deal going to happen? Because Mm -hmm. if you bring in any other starting pitcher to this team... Someone's got to go.
1: Like, essentially, that fifth spot in the rotation, as much as I want to say, yeah, we're locking him in because Ross Atkins said, yeah, he's going to be competing for a spot uh, and he's got confidence in him. Uh, What if he sucks? What if he's just not the same as he was before for whatever reason? In that reality, it's a reality Um, yeah, I mean, then it's it's got some question marks and then maybe the 100 Rios signing makes a lot of sense. But, uh, if you're really hoping that Gallardo Rodriguez and Alec Bono is going to be competing for that spot, why add a third guy in the mix at the end of his career? Yeah, it doesn't really make a whole. No, lot of no,
0: sense. dude. The Ryu signing would just be the IKF signing, but the pitchers. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It just, uh, it's just we're doing the what same doing? thing? But like in the so maybe in that regard, maybe it is possible. Maybe because we've already fucking done it for the third base bag, so maybe we'll do it again, but for starting pitching Damn. because like literally it makes no sense. Yeah. Quick shout out here to Michael, uh, Skid the management. Uh, if you guys is pro- Proflin,
2: uh, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure what know, that man. is saying. Shout out to Michael Goodrich right
0: there <laughs> for the dono, dude respect respect everybody respect uh let's take a look guys finish this thing off by looking at the MLB win Mm -hmm. totals guys I put this out at the beginning of the chat I asked you folks how many games do you think the Toronto Blue Jays are going to win this year 40% of you think it's going to be between 88 wins and 94 wins whereas 33% of you think it's going to be between 80 wins and and 87 wins. That is the largest percentiles. Then then you're split. You got a few people split that we're going to be really popping off over 95 wins. And then 16% of people thinking that we are just going to suck this year. We're going to go below 500. So uh, I I specifically made it, uh, you know, a little bit smaller because it does feel like we're probably gonna be with, be within 80 and 94 wins uh, mm-hmm. but there's a big difference between winning 80 games and there's a big difference between winning 94 yeah. games
1: yeah
0: uh what does the line say and what are your thoughts yeah, on so, where we're gonna finish this season off
1: so a general uh just betting playbook says 86 and a half is the line you're kind of seeing those lines start to slowly come out different playbooks have different lines of course but 86 and a half feels to be the consensus for the toronto blue jays and honestly that does feel like a very good line Right now, looking at what our offseason has become, I mean, we kind of got a little worse in, with the roster. And we won 89 last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that feels pretty good. Like, I I want to say and hope that the guys are going to bounce back. You know, and that's hope talking. So I feel like the fan me wants to go over 86 and a half, I, I, 87, 88. Like, I think we're going to be there. So yeah, I am going to go slightly over. I do think this offseason isn't over. I think we're going to bring in one more bat. If we do that, then yes, absolutely. I would I would hit that over. Uh, what about you? What are your what are your kind of thoughts? It's
0: like 87 wins really isn't that many. You know, and, and well, this is somebody talking. This is somebody who's talking about, you know, who's never played a, a single inning in the MLB, but you know, so obviously I know that it's very difficult to win at the professional level. But, yeah, 87 games, you literally don't even make playoffs, right? That's yeah. only, what, five games over 500? Six games over 500? Uh, you know, 81? It might be a little
1: bit more because of the lower loss. Oh, God. Don't, the, I mean, math. the math. can't yeah. do the math It's not
0: that many. It's really not that many. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel like my margin is always, like, if you went over 90 games, you are a pretty good team. You know, if you went over 95 games, you're a great team. Mm. If you went over 100 games, you're an excellent team. But if you went over, you know, if you go between that eighty-five and, and ninety mark, it's like you're a, yeah, mm, like you, you are a a, a
1: hopeful team. 12, <laughs> like twelve games, twelve games over five hundred. Twelve games, it, twelve games. Okay, yeah, yeah, six up, six down
0: sure okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay yeah yeah you're right okay so then, you know what that's a little bit more than than what i was initially you know, thinking but imagine
1: being mid because like most of the time for the blue jays the last few years it's we're always been around like the mid part of the season we're always flirting around that like we're 10 games over marks so imagine just never getting better than that mm-hmm. <laughs> just staying at that level yeah it yeah could happen.
0: yeah a hundred percent it could happen i mean i think it's a good line i do think that i i feel like i gotta say over for it as well i just, it's just like, again, like the, the number 87 to me feels so achievable. And yeah. if, if you're not getting 87, like we are in,
1: we are yeah. in dire straits. And, and, and we're fixated a lot on the offense. Dude, if the offense just fixed the runners in scoring position and hit, if that runners in scoring position was just average with our pitching, we're smashing. Well, we're that's smashing. the thing,
0: you know. I, I feel like everybody is so down right now on the Toronto Blue Jays because we had the pitching last year. They all popped off and it still didn't work. And that is the scary part because you go, oh, my God, guys, like, we Mm. we literally had it. You know, like, we we were – how often are you going to have that? Yeah. We had it, and it still didn't work, and and that is a scary place to be. But if we have it again, the offense can't be that bad. No,
1: no. I mean, if you told me, like, you're going to have the best pitching these two years and, um, you know, like – I don't know. Like, can you win eighty-seven games? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, I got, I gotta go over. I feel like I the, the pitching
0: staff alone brings you into yes. that low ninety mark. You know? Yes. Because we had again yes. with the best pitching staff. You know, that pitching staff brought us there.
1: Yeah. You know. I think about the Brewers who never really had a great offense never, ever. Never no. And. I'm still, I'm still they manage. always
0: find a way. They, manage. they always find a way. They manage. You know? So, yeah, I, I think I'd go over as well, everybody. But, like, we're going, like, maybe just over, folks. Mm-hmm. We're going, like, just over.
1: Well, that's it, guys, for today's Blue Jays Today Show. A lot of the same kind of conversation, but I'm hoping to God. I am hoping to God that there is a transaction soon. We have about two and a half weeks until spring training starts. So hopefully we'll have some kind of fun videos, some fun podcasts, maybe a couple of actual signings happening for the Toronto Blue Jays. So you guys, if you want to stay up to date with all the Toronto Blue Jays news, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to Blue Jays today, guys.
0: Shout out to all of our Patreon members and YouTube members too. All of you guys are so appreciated. Thanks so much for watching everybody. And as
1: always, Go 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 Jays Go!
2: Planning for your next trip?